Welcome to Beyond Standards, your source for authentic discussions about the world of teaching. Get ready to explore challenges, share inspiring stories, and discover strategies that will empower you to make a lasting impact on your students. Here are your hosts, who are trying to master the fine art of maintaining their sanity while managing a classroom, Joe Rohrhoff and Jeff Bologna. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Beyond Standards podcast. I'm Joe, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and fellow middle school teacher, Jeff. And Jeff, we're going to jump right into a trivia question today. I've got uh, got some trivia for you. You ready for that? Joe, you know I love to play some games. In our first episode, uh, I, I nailed those those trivia questions, so let's try this one. I got, I got nothing but confidence in you right now. Uh, here is your trivia question of the day. What do you and I have in common with Detective John Kimball and Dewey Finn. Now, first off, I'm pretty confident you know who Detective John Kimball is. Do you know who Dewey Finn is? What if I told you I don't know who either of those guys are? You don't know who John Kimball, Detective John? Uh, I'm going to have to call on our guest early. Uh, Mr. Gomez, do you know who Detective John Kimball is? It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure who it is. You guys are not the kindergarten cop fans oh. that I am. Oh. Yeah. Detective John Kimball, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. from Kindergarten Cop. What do we have in common? Yes. And Dewey Finn. Dewey Finn is the character played by, or the character that Jack Black plays in School of Rock. Um, what do we all have in common with them? Um, teachers? Running classrooms? Yeah, cl- close. Uh, uh, think about our guest today. Having... Um, having crazy guest teacher stories and yeah. weird subs that have filled in randomly. So at one point in our careers, all four of us have been substitute, substitute teachers. teachers. Oh man. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I let you down on that one, Mr. Rohrhop. Oh yeah. That's we, all right. Woo. Joe, you got me on that. <laughs> I had no idea who those guys were. That's pretty good. If for those of you out there who don't know, Joe is not big on pop culture. So for him to bring up those references, that was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So, to, to, I mean, Kindergarten Cop comes from the 90s. I, I'm decent on pop culture from the 90s. I'm, I'm okay there. But, uh, but yeah, Dewey Finn. I, I, I did not – I would not have put the Dewey Finn one together. Yeah, that's um, true. We all, we've uh, all been guest teachers at some point in our career, those guys and uh, you and I. Yeah, and I, we already kind of brought him into the show. But, Jeff, do you want to give a uh, formal introduction oh, would... to our – our guest today, Joe, I would love to, um, you know, obviously you could tell we're going to be talking about, you know, the, the art of being a substitute teacher. Now we call them guest teachers apparently. Um, and we are lucky to be joined by, um, one of the best in the business. He is, um, not technically, but technically the building sub in our building. Um, Everything runs through him. He is, you know, anytime teachers are out, they go to him first and, you know, you have to, book him months in advance. Um, but he is one of the best guys around, um, a colleague of ours, a friend of ours, uh, and just excited to have Jody Gomez on the podcast with us tonight. Thank you, Jody, for joining us. Thanks, guys. I'm excited to be here with you guys. All right. Throughout the next out of 20 minutes or so, we're going to explore the unique challenges and adventures of substitute teachers. And we know we've got a lot of younger teachers who are just entering to the profession, just entering the profession that are listening to the show, and they might be gaining some experience as substitute teachers. For all of you guys, Jody will have some practical tips on being a substitute teacher. 
and how to kind of help you get through the day. And we've also got some tips for both brand new teachers and some seasoned veterans on leaving lesson plans and really trying to make when you have to leave the classroom and you have to be out for the day, making that day the most meaningful day possible for your students that you're leaving behind. All right, let's peel back the curtain on what it's really like to step into a classroom as a substitute. And uh, Mr. Gomez, can you start by just giving us a quick introduction, share a little bit about your background experience as a sub, how'd you get started, how long have you been doing it, all that basic stuff. Okay. Um, I've always wanted to be a teacher. That's I just knew that's always what I wanted to be. So I went to this college, I graduated, I did student teaching, all those things. But I wasn't able to find a job when I graduated. So I started subbing. Um, this is about 20 years ago. I thought I wanted to teach elementary school. I student taught in kindergarten. It was a wild experience. But and if you if, if anybody out there listening knows Mr. Gomez, imagine Mr. Gomez uh, with kindergartners is wild. I was amazing with the kindergartners. But so I subbed a little bit um, in some different districts, and I was doing mostly elementary school. But then I had the opportunity to do a long-term job uh, in the middle school. I did it, and I never looked back. I never wanted to go back to elementary school. I only wanted to sub middle school. Um, I've done maybe 10 to 15 long-term positions, maternity leaves, paternity leaves, sicknesses, things like that. Um, I have was the building sub for a couple years, then the district got rid of that program. I still sub in a couple in another district, but Pretty much every day I'm at the school with Joe and Jeff. I sub for every teacher. I've been in for every teacher in the building. And I know every kid in the school. And it's really a great experience. I love it in honesty. I love what I do. It works out well for my family. I did a couple years home with my daughter when she was born. It gave us great flexibility. And I'm really lucky to get to do what I like to do. Without all the extra stuff you guys talked about in that first episode. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I can tell you I'm jealous sometimes. And, and you know, Jody's Jody's pretty modest. Um, he is the absolute best substitute teacher you can have. I can tell you that that will kind of shine through as we're talking today. And uh, I, I know I can tell you Jody's been with our district and our district loves him. Jody could have a full-time job in a second if he wanted one. And, like, he's, uh, I'm always so jealous of the flexibility that it brings him. He talks about... Uh, hey, Jody, can you sub for me next Tuesday? Now I'm going on a field trip with, you know, my daughter in her school. Or, hey, how about this Tuesday? Well, it's a Tuesday in the spring, Joe. Like, I'm golfing on Tuesdays in the spring. Got I have my, my golf league. Got his golf league, Joe. I have to spend time with my dad. It's quality time with the dad. You got to take advantage of that. Yeah. I don't mind if we mind if we just jump right into it. Let's talk about lesson plans, right? Because obviously, Joe, you and I know when when we sub and Jody, you know, the first thing you do when you walk into that that classroom is you go to the desk and there's a folder or a lesson plan, hopefully, um, hopefully sitting on the desk. Um, I'm sure you've seen good ones. I'm sure you've seen bad ones. Um, what are things, you know, that teachers like Joe and I or anybody out there um that you think are important for us to put into those plans that, that helps you out, that makes your day easier, you know, and how do you handle situations you're faced with when there's a lesson plan or there's no material? At this point and where I'm at, I pretty much know what's going on in most of the classes. I've seen it. I've done it with the same teachers, but the first thing I always like to do is I do like to look at lesson plans. Um, if they're clear and they're just to the point, some bullet points is great. I don't want to sit and read paragraphs. 
it's I glance at it numerous times throughout the day just to kind of refresh myself. So I'm glancing at it all the time. I any special like rules of the school like oh what's the cell phone policy what's your bathroom leaving policy things like that those are things that i go i love to see especially when i go into new buildings because i do occasionally go into um, a couple different other buildings and every building's slightly different so having that stuff right there just sets you up to succeed with the students get there i personally would rather have lesson plans where the kids are actually doing some work and maybe talking to each other. I don't like videos. I don't like things where the kids just have to sit silently because then I'm just the noise police. I'd rather the kids are working. I can go around. I can talk to them. I get to know them. I actually try to ask them questions. I try to get to know them and tell them stories about my life. I tell them about my daughter all the time. And the Bustler Chops, when I, once I do get to know them, is my favorite thing in the world. Jody, that's awesome information. Thank you. Actually, it's it's funny that you bring that up because I think, Joe, weren't you out just recently and your lesson plan was a video, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. Uh, Jeff, the first part of a lesson, <laughs> it was a short video I'm pretty, clip. I'm all pretty right? sure I helped the guest teacher uh, set up your board multiple there were, times. There were some detailed <laughs> lesson plans in there. I, I always try to live or leave as much detail as possible. I try to leave like some type of like reading or some type of discussion or the kids working on something. I always try to give the sub... Like if there's like discussion questions, the kids are going to be discussing. I try to give the sub the answers like, Hey, have this discussion. If you don't hear these answers, this is what I'm looking for. And that way the kids at least get the content when I'm not there. Joe, that's actually a really good point. That's something I don't even think about. Like if the kids are doing work and stuff like that, uh, Jody, you know, obviously you don't get planning time or, you know, sometimes you don't know who you're going to be until the night before. Um, sometimes it gets, it changes. Um, what is, is there anything, you know, any preparation you do before, you know, you step into a, an unfamiliar or new classroom? I'm definitely someone that likes to get to school as early as I can. Basically, I can get in when the secretaries get there. So that's when I like to get there because I want to get to the classroom as fast as I can. I want plenty of time to look over the lesson plan, read it multiple times. If you don't understand something, find someone for, that can help you. Ask a teacher around. Hopefully the teachers are helpful and they'll help you out. I've had very few instances where they wouldn't. Then I like to wander around the school. If I'm in a new building, I want to get the lay of the land. I wander around. I look, I try to find where all the important things might be just so I just feel a little more comfortable. I search around the room. I just see where everything might be. Try to think about all the different questions the kids might ask, all the situations that might arise, just so I can kind of have it played out in my head to begin with. So I'm more prepared when they do come in. That's awesome. That's yeah, great. And, and before we move on away from lesson plans, I do want to mention something. Uh, Jody mentioned how it's great if a teacher has their cell phone policy or any any classroom procedures in the lesson plan. And and if like I keep my lesson plans in a Google Doc, and if you type that stuff out one time, it's a copy and paste the next time, teachers. So you can just leave that information in there. And you just heard it from the, the master himself, how helpful and valuable that is. So take the time to put that information in your lesson plan. Uh, but I want to move a little bit to managing the classroom, which I don't think Jeff or myself can offer much insight on this because our job managing a classroom full of kids that we see every single day where we set the expectations is a lot different than what you do have to that when you walk into a classroom. 
uh, what tips can you offer other substitutes on how to maybe establish authority or probably more importantly, build rapport with the students? As the kids are coming into the class, I like to hang out by the door. I want to try and greet them. I, you guys know me. I have a smile on my face probably 95% of the time. True story. I want to True show story. them that I'm here. <laughs> I try to be mean sometimes. I try to look fierce. The kids just laugh yeah. at me, but it's fine. <laughs> but I want to show them that, oh, this is going to be okay. But also, you're there when they come in. They're like, oh, this person's actually paying attention. They're going to have some idea what's going to be going on here. And then the next thing I do when we get to attendance, um, in one of your previous episodes, you talked about you really want to get those names right. I I just put it out there. I'm like, guys, I'm going to get some of your names wrong. I'm going to really try my best, especially where I'm at now, where I'm going to see these kids multiple times. I'm like, I'm going to try. I'm going to get it wrong. That's fine. Right. You're going to help me. And 9, 10, 11 more times, I might get it. The kids get a kick out of it. They love to watch me struggle over it. And then every once in a while, I'll get one right. And they'll be like, I'll be like, I had a girl and she's like, you got my name right. I was like, do you think you're the yeah. first Isha I've come across? Come on. I was like, come in with a smile. Come with a sense of humor. Don't take yourself too seriously. And set it up for the amazing day because you only get them for a little bit of time and try to make that connection. It's so important. I, I can, I can, uh, I know firsthand, uh, Jody was in the classroom next to me today and during, you know, it's an ESL class. And so he had a small class, but I could hear him like goofing with the kids and making sure they were pronouncing their names and stuff for him. And so, you know, I, I, I hear it firsthand. I heard it firsthand this, uh, this afternoon with you, Jody. That's awesome. And I can tell you that's no joke. Maybe Jody hit struggles with the sixth graders, with the kids that are new to him. But I can tell you by the time those kids are in eighth grade, he knows every single one of their names. He knows more names than any other person in our building. I could pretty much guarantee that. I think I might be the only person at this point that sees every kid. Yeah. At some point, I'll see every kid this year. It's amazing. I'm still learning the sixth graders, Absolutely. but I'll get there. Yeah. Uh, any, it, can you share any strategies for dealing with difficult students, disruptive students? Because I know those have to come up a lot for substitutes. They do, and it's hard, especially when you're going to be with a kid for, what, 45 minutes? Yeah. You want to make it the best you can. Um, I just try to talk to them, remind them. I give them a lot of chances. And like I said, I don't want it to be a situation where you're sitting there quiet the entire time. None of us like that. I find it boring for myself. And all it is is that's setting me up to be the bad guy, to be yelling at the kids. Yeah. Try to talk to them. Try to make build a rapport with them redirect them obviously and if you do it with a little sense of humor especially at the middle school level they seem to love it they love it when you bust their chops they love it when you tell a joke and you can once you start start to know the kids you can know oh which kid can handle this which kid can i which kid can i mess around with and the entire class loves it yeah yeah that's awesome. Any uh, Before we move out of classroom management, any other essential items or strategies that you find valuable in your substitute teaching toolkit? I think just come in with a positive attitude. Be flexible because every day is a different day. I've done long terms, like I said before. I prefer the day-to-day sub. I like the flexibility. I like seeing a different group of kids every day. I like the different challenges that it brings. Tell stories about them, about yourself. 
I tell them about my family all the time. They probably, yeah. they probably get sick of it sometimes. Like, yeah, Mr. Gomez, I know your daughter, she does this. Oh yeah, <laughs> you did this. I was like, but then some of them, it connects right. and it just hits with them. They're like, oh, I do that too. And, yeah. You know, and, and Jody, that's like the stuff we just shared in episode two that, you know, about building those relationships. I mean, it's just as important for these guest teachers to build those relationships and um, be genuine and show that they care as it is for Joe and I, you know, with our students that we see every day. I think that is that's a great point, Jody, about, you know, just be yourself, be genuine and, be you know, being flexible is I think any educator, both as a guest teacher or a full time teacher is super important. Yeah. And I, I mentioned before how we have probably some listeners that are guest teachers right now that are looking for that full-time job. And if you want to make a good impression on a district, on an administrator, on a principal, uh, or on fellow teachers, the best way to do that is to get yourself involved. If the principal comes and sees you having like a meaningful conversation with a kid or helping out, you know, a, a group of teachers or do it, just doing whatever you can to help out. And like Jody said, make the most of your day. I think that goes a long way with showing who you are as a teacher. And I think that'll, you know, help you get that job you're looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely, Joe. And I mean, you know, we, and we, we talk about these guest teachers. If it's a bad experience, the first thing, you know, when we're gone, Hey, how was my sub? I ask all the teachers around me, Oh, he or she just sat at her, at your desk and played on her phone while the kids did whatever. It's like, Oh, well, I'm not going to want that person in my room anymore. Right. That's a great point, Joe. I, I think it's time though to move to what everybody's waiting for. Don't you think Joe? Because uh, we all I have them. Time. I think we all have them. Um, and, and, and it's story time, right? Uh, do we start with do we do we start with, you know, the, the time that the, the shit just hit the fan or do we go positive first? What do, what do you want to do, Jody? You tell I, us. I say let's go positive first because okay. that'll be kind of Jody. I, I, I've got a, a shit hitting the fan story uh, that I can tell, but I want to hear Jody's uh, positive story first. This was. Out of all the questions you gave me, this was probably the hardest one for me to come up with. Not that I, not that it's I don't have positive stories, but ninety-eight percent of my stuff is positive stories. Yeah, I really do love what I do. Um, I want it to be just a positive experience for all of us. I love getting to know the kids. I love once I know them a little bit, and then I see them in the hall, and they're like, "Mr. Gomez, Mr. Gomez." I was like, I walked to the. Every day I walk to lunch and these three girls are sitting on a couch in the library and they're like waving like crazy and they're like so excited and it just makes my day. It's that part's amazing. I mean, I love when the kids feel comfortable enough that they start to give it back to me a little bit. The kids do point out to me all the time, almost daily. Mr. Gomez, do you know you're bald? I heard it. I heard it today. I heard it today. I was like, am I? I was like, I wash my hair every day. I just don't understand. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, it's a great experience. The yeah. other thing they tell me is like, Mr. Gomez, when are you going to be a real teacher? <laughs> I've heard like, that one too. I was like, did I teach you something today? They're like, yeah. I was like, real teacher. Go. They're like, no. I was like, that's a good one. I was like, I've heard in the past, they're like, Mr. Gomez, you must get paid more than anyone because you have to teach everything. <laughs> I immediately said, "Go tell the principal." Yeah, that, you probably should. You probably should, Jody. You, probably you definitely should. deserve it. Yeah. I can tell you that. Oh, there! Awesome. I, I can tell you, our substitute teachers are undervalued, underappreciated, underpaid, 
for the work that they put in. And uh, that's why there's a shortage. That's why there's a shortage of teachers. There's a shortage even more so of substitutes. You know, teachers. I, Joe, I always tell my students, if I know I'm going to be out like tomorrow, I'm going to be out or something. I always tell my students, I'm like, whoever that guest teacher is, they don't get paid enough to deal with your crap. They don't get paid enough to, I do. That's my job. You have to be better behaved for those, for that guest teacher than you are for me, because, you know, they're here for one, you know, one day and yeah, they don't, they don't, need to take the crap like that i appreciate that yep i agree all right what I about what about the other, crazy stories oh i'll say one other positive thing at, that i get to experience now is i get to go on all the field trips yeah i always get to go on all the field trips i've done them all including washington last year DC. i got to go on <laughs> yep. last year i got to go on the big one and it was an amazing experience yep i Came loved every second of it and it was great having jody there in in you know on the plane in Washington, D.C. with kids because he, like I said before, he knew every kid. Yep. He knows every kid, every kid and in the school with 600 right kids in it. And there were 200 kids on the trip and he knew them all. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it was a pleasure. <laughs> all right, Jody. Air it. Air okay. the dirty laundry. Let's hear it. I don't have too many terrible stories. I got one but... from when I was a sub two that I'd like to share at some point. About six <laughs> years ago, it was the last day of school. I wasn't at your guys' school. I was at a different school. I walk in, and I look for lesson plans. And this, I'm going to read you exactly what they said, because I took a picture, because it was so amazing. It just said, first, second, third, have fun. Fourth, Billy needs to do a presentation. Last day of school. Fifth Wait, is your planning. Last day of school? Yes. Billy had. <sighs> Didn't tell me what it was Poor about. Billy. It just said, Billy has a presentation. <laughs> Poor Billy. Okay. No fun like, that hour. Yeah. No fun fourth hour. No fun. Billy. No fun that Billy. hour. <laughs> and then... Sixth and seventh, have fun. I'm like, yeah. what the hell do I do with this? <laughs> I was like, because it wasn't kids at your guys' school. I could manage. I Those are the kids I know. I yeah. could figure it out. This was, they were not doing anything special for the end of the year. It was just, you were in your class. I had seven hours to kill, and I was having fun. Yeah. You, were, you, you were told to have fun. That's what you were told, right? Yeah, I did my best to have fun. How did, Billy do? How'd Billy do? How did Billy do? How did Billy do in the presentation? I was wondering the same thing. I Joe. think I let him slide. <laughs> I let him slide. <laughs> left the that's, left, that's... left the note. Billy did awesome. Give, Billy did amazing. Give 100%. <laughs> Best Give thing a. I ever saw. Give an Best a. presentation I've ever seen. It's yeah. wild. Uh, oh. Yeah, there was that. I also had one. This is right when I was starting. I was in an elementary school. I walk in second or third grade class. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Oh. I go and I ask the teachers around. I was like, so is you have any idea? They're like, no. I was like, so no help? Yeah, very helpful. No. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great experience. I was like, okay. So I spent seven hours with some second and third graders. And I was like, so what do we do next, guys? Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> what do you normally do? Was there a kid I'm named like, Billy? Did yeah. you make him do a presentation? Yeah, right. I made Billy do three yeah. presentations that day. <laughs> I was like, Recess? Yeah. <laughs> Recess, Recess that's is always a good, a good go-to. If you've ever guessed teacher in like a in an elementary classroom, I did it one time and it was like everything is so structured. It's like, wait, he's supposed to take the attendance down and she's supposed to do this. So I can't even imagine nothing. Because usually elementary school teachers are very organized, like very yep. organized. I mean, normally you can find one or two kids that well, know what the hell's yeah. going on. And they'll tell you, they're like, oh, this is what we do yeah. next. Yeah. Like I thought I was going to sub my daughter's class once. But I got to the school and they're like, your daughter's in the class. You can't sub there. I was like, huh? I was like, the only reason I'm here is because the teacher I was so, supposed to sub for at the middle school showed up. 
Yeah. And they're like, we got this one opening we could fill you. And I was like, okay, but it, my daughter's in the class. That's not a problem. I get there. They're like, nope, that is yeah, a, problem. a problem. Oh, gosh. So like, you're in this class now. I was like, oh, oh, there's four kids, and they need to be, I need to rate them on a scale of one to five every 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, my story, my story goes back 20 years ago when I, when I first finished my teaching certificate, uh, just like you, Jody, I, I couldn't find a job. So I was the building sub at the high school in our district, um, where I taught prior to the middle school. And I was, I was in a biology class and it was like, you know, they're, they're watching a movie, right? A lot of high school at the time, it was like, just watch a movie. And so I, I, you know, they're like, start the movie at this point. So I start the movie at that point and I'm not, I'm not even paying attention to the video. And next thing you know, I hear all these kids groaning and I look up and it's the birthing video. They were doing reproductive system. And I looked up and I was 24 years old. I'm like, Oh my God, you know? And I was, it, I was like traumatized. I was like, Oh man. You know, and there's these 14, 15 year old boys and girls that were just like so embarrassed. And then I, you know, I was like you Jody, then like the next day I was in a different class and I was like with them again. And I'm like, okay, this is really awkward because we just watched yeah. that video together. So, so if there's any teachers out there listening to this and want some advice, make sure in your lesson plans, you leave details. If it's a video like that, like, Hey, this could be gruesome or Hey, this is pretty gross. You know, I was, I was, I was like, I can't believe that they would leave that. Oh, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, Holy I can that would, they were like, I'm not, I'm not watching this video. That teacher probably watched that video like a hundred times. And they're probably like, I'm not watching this video again. I'm I'm calling in sick. Just a little heads up would have been nice. And then I would have been like, okay, I'm looking away at this point, but man. And I could have warned the kids. There was nothing. I was like, Oh man, it was brutal. But that, that was my, that's my story when shit hit the fan. Cause when I was the building sub like you, Jody at the high school level, you know, you knew everybody. Right. And, you know, I subbed in different departments, different classes, and, you know, it yep. was awesome. And I know, Joe, I know you were the building sub your first year after me. Yep. Yeah, that's a it, – it's a pretty good gig. Um, I, I've got a story not as from when I was a sub but as a as a teacher. This was uh, probably about 10 years ago. It was one of my first years at Meads Mill, and I'm out for a day, and I come back, and I just know just based on looking at the kids' faces that things didn't go well. <laughs> And you, you read the note and you ask the kids when you get back, hey, how did it go with the sub? And they're like, Mr. Orhoff, you are not going to be happy with what happened. Like when you hear what happened, you are not going to be happy. And, and it turns out that the substitute teacher was a younger guy, super laid back, was just kind of letting the kids do whatever they wanted to do. Um, and they're like, Mr. Orhoff, he he told us to use your globe as a pass. I have a you know social studies teacher. I, I had back in the days where we used globes, um, a really nice globe. And the thought of the kids taking that into the bathroom with them <laughs> and and bringing it out. I, I had remember to get the when this happened. Out. This was great. Yeah, and, and you know we're t- talking more about the day and and uh, and they're like, oh yeah, he did a lot of dances for us. And I'm like, what are you talking about dances? They're like, oh, here. They pull out their phones, they open Twitter, and there are images of him doing the worm, doing this thing where he's like grabbing his leg and dancing. It was just, it was incredible. And then like two days later, he's in the building, subbing right down the hall. And and I actually knew him. He was uh, like, he knew my brother really well. So like we knew each other. And all the kids, of course, get to his class that day, and they're like, "Hey, Mr. Rohrhoff is super pissed at you for letting us use his book." So there's this huge awkward moment where he comes into my room and he's like apologizing to me profusely. I'm like, "Yeah, it's. I mean, really, just the thing that disgusted me wasn't the dancing; it was the fact that my globe was in the bathroom, like with 
with all these nasty germs and um so that so that's it that's my awkward moment uh, substitute teacher story that gives me some great ideas know, right? for next time i sub for jeff <laughs> <You're gonna have laughs> i was like let's see what kind of much stuff we want we can take into the as bathroom long as, the kid, yes. as long as the kids don't tell me i'll be fine it's it's the fact that they told him that it was the glow oh they'll oh, tell oh, you yeah, oh, yeah, yeah they'll tell they will oh, tell amazing. eighth graders will tell. they always tell amazing they will always tell Gosh. All right. Well, we're, we're going a little bit long. Let's just uh, kind of wrap things up with any final pieces of advice, uh, Jody, either for teachers leaving plans or for substitutes that are kind of trying to survive the day. Any any uh, final pieces of advice for them? I would say for substitutes coming into the class, go in with a smile. Be ready for the unexpected. Be flexible. Every day is different. But just remember, you can do anything for a day. You're doing it for an hour. You're doing it for a day. In my family, we have a saying, we're like, we can do hard things. Right. You can do it. Yeah. You can manage one day. It's <laughs> awesome. For teachers, for teachers, leave enough stuff. You don't, the worst thing that ever happens is they kids come in and they have five minutes of stuff to do. And then they have 40 minutes of just mess around time. I was yeah. like, all you're doing is setting the kids up for a disaster. You're setting the substitute up for a disaster. Give them plenty to do and give them a work day. Let him work. Let him talk. I encourage the kids to talk. I was like, when it's time to listen, I want you to listen. But most of the time, I want you to talk to each other. I want to talk to you. I want you to talk to each other. I want you guys to have a positive experience. But you got to get your work done. Right. Yeah. So just leave enough because when the, those are the days when it's really hard for the substitute teacher. Yeah. You mentioned earlier not wanting to get turned into the like the noise police or the hey, there's nothing for the kids to do, so you're just the everything police then. You're making sure yeah. they're, you know, then they start taking the bathroom pass three at a time and you know, wandering, and uh, I'd imagine it gets pretty bad when that happens. I was like, oh, I do have one more piece of advice for a substitute teacher for bathroom pass. I let them go, but I let them go one at a time, yeah. and I keep, a, I keep a list in my head. I'm like, nope, you can go. There's like seven people in front yeah. of you. I was like, as soon as they get back, that's you. You're yeah. next. Yeah. <laughs> and they, it never gets to it. They never get to it because some will go and they'll take too long. And yeah. then they forget. And like, I guess you missed your chance. I'm really sorry. I, I told you to go, but I can only let one out at a time. That's just how it is. Those are the rules. Right. I got to follow the rules just like you got to follow the rules. Right, right, right. That's good advice. <laughs> Love uh, it. Jeff, how about you? Anything else to add? No, that was awesome. I just uh, I appreciate you, uh, Jody, giving up your time this evening to to come on here, share your insight. Um, I know I speak for Joe. I speak for everybody at our school too, and I say how how grateful we are that we have someone like you who um, loves their job as much as you do. I saw you, um, you know, at the pep assembly, enjoying yourself. Everyone's yelling your name. I, you know, you've done long terms with with eighth graders. You, you know, and it's just been awesome. Um, to work with you and you know we're just thank you for joining us and sharing you know all your insight and everything that you have to offer yeah we, we appreciate you jody and one one more you know piece of advice for teachers out there it, to help people like like jody out is as a teacher you need to have expectations for your kids and you need to hold your kids accountable when when i hear back from and, and Jody's the nicest sub there is. He almost never leaves a bad report. But when you get a bad report for a kid, make sure you follow up and make sure the whole class knows that that kid had to suffer consequences, whatever that might be. Like, let the kids know ahead of time you're going to be out. And afterwards, um, if they don't 
meet your expectations, hold them accountable for that, whether that's, you know, giving them a lunch detention or meeting with them or just making an example of them in front of the class that you're disappointed that they really let you down because uh, that's a reflection on us, us as teachers if our kids are, you know, goofing off for the sub. Uh, but yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Jody, for coming on. Um, and that's going to be a wrap for this episode, you guys. Uh, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. That one was a lot of fun. Um, thank you for listening to episode four of the beyond standards podcast. Please do us a favor. We are, we've gotten some awesome feedback from people that have listened to the show. We would love if you would share it. We'd love if you would like it, subscribe in Spotify or Apple podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and join us next week. We're going to be talking about technology in the classroom next week. So hopefully offering some teachers some good advice then. And this is Joe and Jeff signing off, reminding you to keep going above and beyond those standards because you may not make a lot of money, but you do make a difference.